0: Everybody. Good morning, My name is Andrew, one of the pastors here. Uh, you'll notice that Pastor Bobby, Pastor Nate are not here. A couple other folks are also not here. <laughs> I think we're willing to fall break here. Our folks are uh, out of town. Bobby's actually preaching this morning at Midtown, Soma Midtown. Um, if you're not familiar with our church, we were actually planted out of another church over at 62nd Keystone called Soma Midtown, and we maintain uh, pretty close fellowship with them as well as Soma Downtown. So, Lots of uh, sharing of preaching going on. I know Nate's preached downtown a few times in the last few months, so um, if we could keep the pastoral care crises to a minimum, Nate's out, Bobby's out, so it's, it's just me for a little while, so um, yeah, we also don't have the wireless mic, so I'll try to do my best with not tripping on the wire and stuff here, but um, so we are, last week Bobby started off a series uh, just looking at what we believe as a church. We're working through our Statement of Faith, which is available on our website at SomaNorthwest.com. If you go there, I think it's About Us and then What We Believe. There's a page with tiles on it, each a different doctrine. Uh, if you click through those tiles, it'll open up and um, just describe what we believe about each of those things. So we're going to be working through, um, through that series. Uh, Bobby started last week on the truth that God is one. So we talked about uh, God alone is God. He perfectly exists in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and he is one. And the reason we do a series like this, I mean, typically we will work through a book of the Bible, so our our sermons will just kind of flow through a book. We'll open up a passage, say we did a series in Acts, we're going to open up passages in Acts, week after week we'll be in the book of Acts. This series is different, we're going to bounce around a little bit because we're unpacking our statement of faith. So, why is it important to do a series on what we believe? Well, what we believe shapes the way that we view the world and that we live in the world, that we live together as a church. And what we believe at Soma Northwest is the foundation of the fellowship that we share here together. And so, we want to spend some time doing this. This is going to take us uh, at least a few months, I think. So, we'll be in this series for a little while. Um, so, last week was God is One. He alone is God. He perfectly exists in the Father, the Son, and the Spirit as one God. This week, we're going to look at how this three yet one God has revealed himself to us. So the big idea today, I'll say it a million more times uh, over the course of this morning, but the big idea is this. God wants to be known. God wants to be known. And so he's revealed himself to us. So, like I said, we're going to be working through the statement of faith. It's going to be on the screen um, when we get to that portion, but I wanted to at least root us in a text, so I'm going to start off this morning reading from Hebrews 1, uh, verses 1 through 3, if you want to turn there. Let me read, and then I'll pray, and we'll get started. Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us together this morning as your people your church God you didn't owe it to us to reveal yourself to us but you want to be known and so you've chosen to reveal yourself and we thank you for that mercy God that because you've chosen to reveal yourself we can know you and worship you and enjoy you God I pray now that by your spirit you would be working in our hearts this morning to make yourself known through your word as we look at it today uh, from our statement of faith. Open our eyes to see the things that you want us to see about you this morning, Father, and unite us as your people as we worship you this morning. We love you and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God wants to be known, and so he's revealed himself to us. And if we go back to the very beginning in Genesis 1, we see that before there was anything, before there was a universe, before there were creatures to even know God, God existed. He's existed forever in perfect fellowship, Father, Son, Spirit, one God. God lacked nothing in this perfect fellowship. He didn't need to create the world, He didn't need to create worshipers, worshipers for Himself. And then in Genesis 1, we see that God spoke. He spoke and the universe came into existence. God spoke light out of the darkness. He spoke the sky, the earth, the seas, the plants, the sun, moon, stars, and creatures. And then he made man in his own image. He created us in his likeness. Why would he do this? Why would God speak the universe into existence if he didn't need anything, if he was perfectly happy in the fellowship that he had father son and spirit there was no pent-up cosmic energy that needed to be released there was nothing and then god spoke god spoke because he wants to be known he spoke us into creation so that we could know him and worship him and enjoy him the same way that he was known in the trinity god is not a distant impersonal deity He's not uninterested in the things that are happening to us in our lives. He's not absent or preoccupied. Do you remember the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal, where they were demonstrating whose God was the real God? Was the real God the God of Elijah, or was the real God Baal? And they set up a sacrifice, and the God of Elijah showed up, and the God of Baal did not. And Elijah said, oh, well, Baal must be busy or preoccupied. He must be relieving himself. This is not our God. Our God is the initiator. There was nothing else, and God initiated and revealed himself. When he did that, he was not responding to anything outside of himself. God wants to be known, and so he reveals himself. Can you go ahead and throw up the first part of the statement of faith? Okay, so I... Took our statement of faith, um, specifically the piece about Revelation, and broke it up into a few sections. So we'll just be working through those. Um, And I've got them up on the screen here. And we're going to see three primary ways that God has revealed himself to us. So let me read this first portion God has graciously disclosed his existence and power in the created order and has supremely revealed himself to fallen human beings. In the person of his son, the incarnate word. So in this first section, we see two of the three ways that God reveals himself to us. First, he reveals himself in creation, in what he has made. And then also, in his son, Jesus Christ. So let's start with how God reveals himself through creation. So God created the universe just by speaking, right? He spoke everything into existence, And when God speaks, the, the point of any of us speaking is that we want to communicate something to another person, right? If I say something to Tony, the reason I would do that is because I'm trying to communicate something to Tony. It reveals something about me when I speak. The same with God. When God speaks, it reveals things about him. But when God speaks, it reveals things so truly that they actually manifest. They actually become reality. And we see that in the creation account in Genesis 1. Romans 1 says that God's hidden attributes are made plain in the things that he's made. The vastness of the universe that God created reveals God's bigness and his power. The greatest minds over thousands of years of human history have done amazing things to help us better understand the created world. And still, our best guess at the size of the universe, if you were to look, out this way and could see the end of the universe. It's 46 billion light years is our most advanced guess at how big the universe is. 46 billion light years that way, 46 billion light years that way, and we still don't really know where it ends. Also, it's expanding. A small God does not make a big universe like that. The complexity and diversity of creation speak to God's creative capacity. God didn't just create one kind of animal, one kind of plant. He created animals that live in the ocean, animals that fly in the air, that crawl on the ground, that you can only see under a microscope. And in the natural order found in nature and science and math, even music, we see God's intelligence. Even God's common graces like rain, fall foliage that we're about to enjoy, and Harry, beautiful sunrises and sunsets, right? There's no natural reason for the sunset to be beautiful. It, doesn't have to, it didn't have to be beautiful. It serves no purpose, right? What is the point of the sunset or a sunrise being beautiful? There is no natural purpose for it other than to show God's mercy and goodness to us. The fact that God made us at all and that he chose to reveal himself in so many different ways speaks to the fact that God wants to be known. I've been listening to this song. Uh, I think it's called So Will I. And I wanted to share some lyrics uh, with you this morning. Now, it doesn't have the same effect as Osby Berry singing it, but uh, I don't have the echo effect, so I'm not going to do it this morning, but I also don't have his voice. Let me just read these lyrics to you. Uh, I think it just really captures well how God reveals himself through what he's created. God of creation... There at the start, before the beginning of time, with no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light. And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've made, every burning star, a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so will I. God of your promise, you don't speak in vain, no syllable empty or void. For once you have spoken, all nature and science follow the sound of your voice. And as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you've said. If it all reveals your nature, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you say, every painted sky, a canvas of your grace. If creation still obeys you, so will I. God's fingerprint is everywhere in everything that he's made. I just uh, saw this last night on a video as I was scrolling through Facebook, some video about math and God. And in this video, it talked about this guy named Eugene Vigner. He was a, an atheist uh, um, mathematician and physicist that won the Nobel Prize, he worked on the Manhattan Project designing the first atomic bomb. And he wrote a paper in the 60s that really stirred the pot with his um, atheistic naturalist scientist community. Uh, What was the paper called? Something like the, uh, the, no it wasn't the Inconvenient. I don't remember. It's basically about how math just works and how that's amazing and there's no like scientific explanation for why math works. So in this paper, he said um, math is amazing, and it's beautiful, and it's elegant, and it explains the universe so perfectly. And there's no scientific explanation for why math works the way that it does. He said it is a perfect miracle, and it's a gift that we don't deserve. God's fingerprint is everywhere in the world that he's made. And yet, for all the glory, and for all the goodness, and the bigness, in the intricacies of nature and of science, in physics and biology and math and music and these otherwise unexplainable daily miracles. None of it comes even close to the clarity with which God has revealed himself and his son, Jesus Christ. All of creation is a shadow of the substance that is Jesus. Jesus, the incarnate word, the word made flesh, You want to know God. You want to see God, see what he's like. Look at Jesus. In our passage that we opened with this morning, in Hebrews 1, read it again here. Long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. And when the prophets spoke, they had a phrase that they attached to the things that they were saying from God. Thus saith the Lord, right? I'm a prophet, I'm speaking on behalf of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, and then whatever prophecy they had to say. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. When Jesus was here on earth and Jesus spoke, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, you have heard that it was said by the prophets, but I say to you. When the prophets were speaking on behalf of God, they said, thus says the Lord, When Jesus was speaking, he says, thus say I. Philip, when he was with Jesus, said, Jesus, if you would just show us the Father, it would be enough for us. And Jesus says to him, Philip, have you been with me so long and you still don't know? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. That's right. Then in verse 3 of Hebrews 1, Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature. All of creation and all of its wonder and glory is just a shadow of the substance that is Jesus. God revealing himself perfectly in his son, the word made flesh, so we can see him and touch him and know him. A few years ago, Candace and I watched this documentary, One of those earth, I don't know, whatever that guy's name is that narrates those earth documentaries, British guy. Um, But it talked about how sand blows from the Saharan desert, blows across the ocean, and lands in the Amazon rainforest, and somehow that keeps every ecosystem and biome on earth in balance. And if that didn't happen, everything would just fall apart and not work anymore. That mind-boggling balance and harmony is just a shadow of the things of God. Jesus is the substance. So God wants to be known. We know that because he's revealed himself over and over in the things that he's made, and perfectly in his son, Jesus Christ. You go to the next section. Okay, the next section of our statement of faith. First, we saw how God reveals himself in creation. We saw how God reveals himself in Christ. And now we're gonna see how God reveals himself in his word, the Bible, "'Moreover, this God is a speaking God "'who by His Spirit has graciously disclosed Himself "'in human words. "'We believe that God has inspired the words "'preserved in the Scriptures, "'the 66 books of the Old and New Testaments, "'which are both record and means "'of His saving work in the world. "'These writings alone constitute "'the verbally inspired Word of God, "'which is utterly authoritative "'and without error in the original writings.'" Complete in its revelation of his will for salvation. Sufficient for all that God requires us to believe and do. And final in its authority over every domain of knowledge to which it speaks. God wants to be known. And he's revealed himself in his word, the Bible. We believe at Soma Northwest, we believe the 66 books of the Old Testament and New Testament are inspired by the spirit of God. In the Bible, we have stories, stories of God's faithfulness to his people and his power to save his people and to keep his covenants that he's made with us. We see stories of our unfaithfulness to God and his mercy toward us anyways. When we read about creation in the fall and the flood and the Tower of Babel, when we read about Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac, about Jacob and Esau, about Joseph, Moses in the Exodus, about Rahab and the spies, Ruth and her kinsman redeemer, Boaz. When we read about Jesus and his friends and his miracles and Saul who would become Paul in the early church, we see what God is like. God is revealing himself through these narratives that he's captured for us in the Bible. We see God in the poetry and the songs that are in the Bible about God's goodness in his righteousness and his judgment, his glory and his love. We have prophecies written and fulfilled. We have laws and covenants that governed and protected and set apart and blessed God's people. In the Bible, we have eyewitness testimony to Jesus, to his life, his ministry, his miracles, his death and his resurrection. The Bible like creation reveals God to us in beautiful and diverse and harmonious ways, stories, poetry, songs, prophecies, laws, covenants, and eyewitness testimony. This is what we believe about the Bible at Soma Northwest, and this is foundational to our fellowship together. We are a diverse group of people trying to see and to know and to worship and enjoy God together, all submitting ourselves in our agendas, and our hangups, to the word of God. The Bible is complete in its revelation of God. It is sufficient for all that we need to know and obey God. There's nothing more that God has to say the way that he said it in the Bible, and that doesn't mean that God doesn't speak to us anymore today, right? I was just telling Tony during passing of the peace. It's amazing. I don't, I don't know if I'm just more aware of it when I'm, Uh, have been preparing to speak to you guys on a Sunday, but um, I didn't share my notes with Tamise or with Chris, and Chris comes up during liturgy and says things straight out of my sermon notes, and Tamise's prayer this morning is like just right in line with what I'm trying to say. God clearly speaks to us, not in the way that he spoke through the Bible in a final authoritative way, but he still speaks to us through his spirit, through his people, we just submit all the things that we say and that we see about God to his word. And if it doesn't line up with the word, it's not from God. So God wants to be known. He's revealing himself to us. A minute, would you put up the next section? Thanks. Oh, let's see. Yep, sorry. We confess that both our finitude in our sinfulness preclude the possibility of knowing god's truth exhaustively but we affirm that enlightened by the spirit of god we can know god's revealed truth truly so essentially what we're saying is here is we are finite people we can't fully know an infinite god but we can know him truly as revealed in the things that he's created in christ in his word all helped by the spirit of god God wants to be known, and so he's revealed himself, but he's revealed himself to a blind people. And so he's given us his spirit to open our eyes to see the things of God. Would you go on to the last section? The Bible is to be believed as God's instruction in all that it teaches, obeyed as God's command in all that it requires, entrusted as God's pledge in all that it promises. As God's people hear, believe and do the word they are equipped as disciples of Christ and witnesses to the gospel so as we hear believe and do the word of God we are equipped as disciples of Christ and witnesses to the gospel so what does it mean that the bible is to be believed it means that we let it shape the way that we view the world and the way that we interact with each other we can read our statement of faith and work through it together in the context of missional communities or discipleship groups, see the things that are in it that we struggle with and help each other to believe it. We can live our lives as if these things are true. What does it mean that the Bible is to be obeyed? It means that we know God's commands and more that we know the way that God has revealed himself through his commands. We see his heart and his character in the way that he commands us and then we give ourselves to living according to them. What does it mean that the Bible is to be trusted? It means that we know God's promises, that we see his faithfulness to keep his promises all over his word and in the lives of other believers. And what's so hard about this, about believing the Bible and obeying the Bible and trusting the Bible? Well, we have an enemy, right? The father of lies. He takes the things that God has said of himself, the way that he's revealed himself, and he twists them so that we don't believe. Did God really say not to eat from any tree in the garden? And we don't obey, right? We eat the fruit that God says not to eat. And we don't trust that life with God, the way that God has designed it to be, is better than anything that we could come up with on our own. This is also hard because living this way is living by faith. Living in things hoped for, but not always in things that we can see right in front of us. We need the help of God's word and his spirit to live by faith. And lastly, knowing God personally means being known by God personally. Chris got at this uh, in our time of confession this morning. This is a passage from Hebrews that we actually did in our liturgy. For the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. No creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. To live this way, to believe the Bible, to trust it, And to obey it It takes humility. We have to lay down our desire to maintain our image and just be known by God, naked and unashamed. And it's hard to live that way. Some more words from the song I mentioned earlier. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've done, every part designed in a work of art called love. If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. I can see your heart a billion different ways, every precious one a child you died to save. And if you gave your life to love them, so will I. God wants to be known. He wants to be known. And so he's revealed himself to us in creation, in Christ, in his word. And as we hear and believe and do his word together, we are equipped as disciples of Christ and witnesses to the gospel. And so we look for his fingerprint in the world around us. We write his words on our heart. We teach them to our children. We respond in worship. And we help others to see God too. Remember our big idea that God wants to be known, and so he's revealed himself to us. And what better way to teach these things to our children than to model that? To want to be known for our kids, to be there, to be present, to speak to them. You want to help others know God. Speak the way that God speaks. Be the initiator. Show people what it's like to want to be known, to be truly known and truly loved. Speak God's truths and God's blessings. If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. I can see your heart a billion different ways. Every precious one a child you died to save. And if you gave your life to love them, so will I. Jesus not only put flesh on the very words of God so that we could see and know personally and intimately what God is like, but he also willingly had that flesh torn on the cross in our place for our sins so that we could know God and restored fellowship with him. Um, we're going to have our time of communion now, so if you need communion, it's in the basket back there. We do this every week to remember. That God not only put flesh on the very word of God so that we could see God, but that his flesh was torn that we could be restored into fellowship with him. So as we do this, we remember Jesus' death in our place for our sin. Thank you. So that we could know God. Would you take with me Jesus' body? broken for us, and Jesus' blood shed for us. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you want to be known. God, that you are not a distant, impersonal God, unconcerned with the things that are going on in the world and in our lives. But you are our Father in heaven, and you want to be known, and you've taken the initiative to be known by revealing yourself to us in creation and in Christ and in your word. God, we pray that you would help us as a group, a diverse group of people that want to know you, that you would help us to know you, that you would help us to believe your word, that you would help us to obey it, and that you would help us to trust it together. God, I pray that as we leave this place and we go out into our workplaces, we go back home with our neighbors, Lord, that you would make us more aware of the way that you're revealing yourself to us even now through creation and through the relationships that we have. God, that we would see your fingerprint in everything you've made. And help us, God, as we see more of you. Help us to respond in worship. Father, I pray that the people around us, our kids, that they would know you because they've known us that we would be initiators that we would want to be known that we would make ourselves available and that we would speak God and as we speak I pray that you would help us to speak your words that we would speak things that are true and that point people to you God that we would speak blessings on one another as you have spoken blessings over us Father, we thank you for revealing yourself to us. You didn't owe it to us to make yourself known, but God, you've made a way for us to be brought into the fellowship that you've enjoyed from eternity past. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit, one God, perfectly happy, enjoying your perfect fellowship. You've brought us into that through your Son, Jesus Christ, made alive by your Spirit. Go with us now, Lord, in your spirit and help us to see the ways that you're revealing yourself to us even now. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.